Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 226 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by Danielle Ramirez. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you. Thank you. And today we will be discussing part two of three parts of chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, the House of Gaunt. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to trot your way through the details. Megan has some weekly profit news. There's a lot. There's actually, well, I feel like there's a lot going on in the world of Potter right now. Yeah, lately. So they, I, I noticed that there was a new trailer that had come out um, for the special that's releasing on January 1st. And we got a couple more names of people who are going to be in it. So we have, I'm going to go with character names because I'm blanking on some of their like real life names. So we saw Arthur Weasley. We saw Hagrid. We saw Voldemort. Yeah. I think it's I think is it Rafe? It's Rafe, Rafe Fiends, yeah. Fiends. I really was just blanking on Mr. Weasley, but it's Mark Williams, I think. Everybody so. thought that um Voldemort was Neville. Like a lot of people thought that was Neville really? for a second. I mean, I, I guess I could see it. Wait, I thought but I he's he's Neville also going to be in it. That's funny. Um yeah. So then they also I don't I don't know who released it first, but HBO somewhere put out the first still from it of the trio sitting in the Gryffindor common room. And it seriously brought me so much more joy than I was expecting it to. Um, I don't want to burst your bubble. Oh, I saw. Okay. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that Rupert Rupert was actually there. Actually be there. Like it's rumored that he was in Canada at the time of all of this. Hmm. I know, but like, it's just weird. To yeah, it is weird. Make it look like he was, and then like not. I don't know. I don't know. Well, but maybe he was. I still caught them feels. Yeah, it was cute to see them in the room together. So I did. I did like go and look at the pictures that I had taken of the Gryffindor common room when we went to Leavesden, and mm-hmm. Dan and Emma 
are sitting in chairs that were in the set. Like I noticed them from the pictures, oh, but I don't know if Rupert was. It just kind of looked like a red armchair. So then I was like, mm, maybe he's not there. That's some like detective work. Like, um, actually, that chair's not in the Gryffindor common room. I, I don't think that it is. <laughs> but I know that Thanks the one that Dan, I know the ones Dan and Emma are sitting in are from the set. They look good. They all look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emma looks yeah. gorgeous. I love her. Um, I just really, I just genuinely, I cannot wait to watch this. I, I'm glad that the author is not a part of it. I'm glad that all of the actors decided to come together and do this. They seem all genuinely excited about it. I love that it was filmed at Leavesden. I'm just really, I'm getting excited for it. And it's Mm -hmm. like in three weeks almost. Yeah, I can't believe the holidays are so close. (laughs) Yeah, it comes out in like three weeks. (laughs) So when you hear this, it's coming out in like two weeks. Which is nice. Um, I did see it. I don't know what this is from either, but this just made me laugh. And this has nothing to do with the HBO special. But it, there was like an interview that I saw on YouTube, maybe with Dan. And he was talking. I maybe it was the maybe it was Graham Norton. I'm not sure. It was I like one him. of the late night shows over in the Graham UK, Norton's though. Funny. He's funny. Um, And he was they were asking him questions about like the ending of the filming of Harry Potter and like if they had gotten each other gifts and stuff like that and like what they were. And he said that Rupert had gotten him and Emma instruments that he had engraved in them because he owns an engraving kit. And he's like, yeah, he got me a trumpet. I don't play trumpet. And it was really random, but he got me a trumpet (laughs) and engraved. And engraved something on it, but he wouldn't say what it was, like what was engraved, because he's like, oh, Rupert's always like really cheeky whenever he like writes us cards and stuff. So I'm not really going to say what was. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. And that just made me laugh. That's amazing. That's amazing. He just I don't know. I mean, like, maybe that was the inspiration for Cursed Child Ron. It was just Rupert. Like, Rupert is that... It could have been. ...old soul (laughs) with the funny jokes and the weird, weird jokes. Did he buy an ice cream truck? Was that him? Yeah, and a hoverboard. Yeah, Yeah, he really spent his money well. (laughs) But whatever makes him happy. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) Anyway... That is all of the Weekly Profit News. So make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, then hopefully they will too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you. Thank you all so much for your support. If you'd like to send your Potter story or any questions or concerns to our email, you can do so. And that is at swishflickcast at gmail.com. I liked your drop an octave. Thank you. Thank I you. actually like burp. I know. Yeah, I know. we know. But yeah. it was so <laughs> Also, and I was trying to hide it. So thanks for calling it out. You're welcome. <laughs> well, Katie and I laughed at you. So, <laughs> In case you didn't just hear her. 
we do have a YouTube channel. We found out that a lot of people yes. don't know that we have a YouTube channel. So I say it yeah, at the start of every do. episode, guys. Yeah, are you not paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, we put on some good stuff on there and we have more stuff to put on. So we do check we just it out. Got a bunch more footage. Yeah. So be on the lookout. Be right. Are you ready, Katie? I'm ready. Time for the recap. <laughs> the verb was trot. It was a ah. horse. <laughs> I Cute. thought you were trying to be like the clock. Yeah, me no. too. Either well, way. The horse. <laughs> you should have done more parcel tongue. It's true. It's did all I about do that it. Last time? I feel like you did. Did I hash hasa? Yeah, I think, yeah, you I did. think so. Hash hasa. Um, all right, recap. So for once, Harry is doing better in potions than everyone else, but more specifically Hermione, and she's not very happy about it. And we finally find out what the private lessons with Dumbledore are all about. They're diving into some old memories. We're going to continue on down that lane today. Oh, I get it. Because Tom Riddle's going down the lane. I actually just said it, memory but lane. memory lane. It works. <laughs> I like it. So Ogden's still outside with the man in rags. He gets hit with a spell. The, the guy's father comes out. After some words, they all go inside. Turns out there's also another person in the house. Mr. Gaunt is a super blood supremacist and also horribly abusive to his children. Turns out the man in rags, a.k.a. Morphin, attacked a muggle, and now he has to appear in court. Yeah, they're... um. A loving family. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, I think last time we were talking about how Ogden is like, doesn't understand what's going on because Morphin has made it very clear that he is absolutely like not wanted. And so Harry's like, he's speaking parcel to. And he asks it as a question, but yes. So Harry figures out that Morphin was speaking parcel tongue, and that's why Ogden has no clue what's going on, and he doesn't understand him when he tells him that he is absolutely not welcome there. And Morphin begins to advance on Ogden with a knife in one hand and a wand in the other. And Ogden makes an attempt to stop him verbally, but before he can get out like more than two words... There's a bang and he's on the ground and he's clutching his nose and a nasty yellowish goo is squirting out of it. What's that goo? Well, we don't really know. It's a pus squirting hex, according to the wiki. And it's a hex that causes pus to squirt from the victim's nose. It was used by Morphin on Bob Ogden. At the Gaunt Shack in the 1920s. And that's kind of like all we know. It's also used in Hogwarts Mystery. So the game that's going the, away. The game that's going that's away. So that's crazy. Literally, to me. those are the only two instances. Honestly, just I don't know. I don't know about we I don't like phone games. But I don't think I'm in the minority with that. Did you see that also the 
um, Pottermore like bookshelf is going away. So if you've ever like ordered, like bought an ebook from Pottermore, you will have until January 30th or 31st, I think, to download it. Otherwise, you'll not be able to ever get it. So strange. Isn't that weird? Yeah. What are they doing with the site? I don't know. Like, didn't that roll over into wizardingworld.com? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of random, but I don't know. I wonder if they're, like, redoing everything. Maybe. Hmm. Anywho. So we now learn that this perfect person person (laughs) is called Morphin. um, Because an elderly man comes out of the cottage and yells his name. And this, it says, this man was shorter than the first and oddly proportioned. His shoulders were very broad and his arms over long, which, with his bright brown eyes, short scrubby hair, and wrinkled face, gave him the look of a powerful aged monkey. He came to a halt beside the man with the knife, who was now cackling with laughter at the sight of Ogden on the ground. First of all, yikes. Second of all, um... I don't know if it's going to be a Felix file or if I'm going to talk about it later, but truth be told, I did not have time to like really do my research on it. But um, if we think about these bloodlines within Harry Potter and how the pure bloods like to obviously keep things close uh, I asked my friend Steph Rena Holmes, who is scientist extraordinaire, for <laughs> any articles on inbreeding, because I absolutely think that this is something that happened within the Gaunt family. And I know that one of the one of the instances that she gave me of like real time life stuff was oddly proportioned jaws of um, people in a royal family. So I'm going to do my due diligence and I'm going to research that for you. Could be a Felix Files, could be on a regular episode, not sure. But I definitely think that that's something that we should talk about and dive into a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Let's talk about Morphin. Sure. He's a solid guy. Um... The wiki starts with his little song. Hissy, hissy, little snakey, slither on the floor. You be good to Morphin or he'll nail you to the door. I love that. <laughs> love that. Oh. So Morphin Gaunt is a British pure blood wizard descended from Salazar Slytherin, the son of Marvolo Gaunt, brother of... I'm saying Marope, I'm not saying Maropi. Okay, kids, that's what it is. And <laughs> I went, I went <laughs> online. I went I'm online and found the actual pronunciation, and it's Marrow P. Marrow P is like the Greek because Marrow P. Like the uh, like the so enunciations wrong. like on the row, like Marrow P. Marrow P. Marrow P. Marrow P. Not love you, I don't know. It's weird. I like. I like looked up the pronunciation, but I'm like, I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna call her Mare. There you go, Mare Bear. (laughs) Good old Mare Bear. Um, yes. So, 
he hacks Tom Riddle Sr. We're going to find that out later. Um, Morphin in 1943 met his nephew, Tom Marvolo Riddle, his paternal family, and, you know, was basically, I'm looking for a word, set up. So he was the one that was jailed for killing the Riddles. But he didn't, because that was Voldemort. So yeah, his memory was modified, so he basically confessed to everything. Fun facts. Fun facts. This is when, like, things super start, like, intertwining Mm -hmm. in this book. He was actually in jail twice, so once for what uh, Ogden is there for now, and then once again for the murder of the Riddle family. Let's talk about the etymology. Morphin is a variation of Morphe, an Anglo-French surname meaning ill-omened or ill-fated. This could be a reference to either Morphin being fated to die for crimes that he did not commit or how he was effectively the end of the House of Gaunt. Morphin could also come from a variation on Morphis, the Greek god of rest and dreams, from which the word morphine, a powerful drug administered to people undergoing major surgery to dull pain, derives... In a sense of irony, Morphin's life was the antithesis of the name, being one constant physical and emotional pain, partly his own doing, but chiefly due to being bamboozled by his own nephew. I like that word, bamboozled. So, yeah. It's, um... So, we find out later in Deathly Hallows in Chapter 36, The Flaw in the Plan, that he was basically framed, was the word I was looking for (laughs) earlier, framed for killing the Riddle family. Set up. Oh, that's fun. Set, Set up. up. Is that what I said? Framed. Same thing. Framed. Yeah. So, the older man, who is Marvolo, asked if he was the minist- if he was ministry, and Ogden said yes angrily, and he was dabbing at his face, and he confirms that the elderly man is Mister Gaunt, who as we know is Marvolo Gaunt. It's weird calling him Mister Gaunt. Yeah. <laughs> um. And he says, quote, should have made your presence known, shouldn't you? Said Gaunt aggressively. This is private pro- property. Can't just walk in here and not expect my son to defend himself. Defend himself against what, man? Said Ogden, clamoring back to his feet. Busybodies, intruders, muggles, and filth. I like that Ogden stands up for himself because mm-hmm. mm, not so maybe brave people would kind of cower at this or even have took off. And gotten some, not saying go, going and getting help is not the right thing to do, but he uh, stands up for himself until he really has to run because Morphin's <laughs> going to try and kill him. Um, Ogden fixes his nose and Mr. Gaunt pokes out or spoke out of the corner of his mouth to Morphin and tells him to get inside the house and not to argue. And so Ogden's like, is that Morphin? I'm here to see him pretty much. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Gaunt's like, are you pure blood? And he and Ogden goes, that's neither here nor there. And he says it coldly. And Harry felt his respect for Ogden rise. Apparently, Gaunt felt rather differently. He squinted into Ogden's face and muttered in what was clearly supposed to be an offensive tone. Now come to think about it, I've seen noses like yours down there in the village. 
And Ogden goes, I don't doubt it if your son's been let loose on them. <laughs> Which is essentially like, your kid's out here wreaking havoc and mayhem. I'm sure people look this way as well. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we could continue this discussion inside. And Mr. Gaunt is taken aback by the idea of Ogden being inside the house. And he's like, literally, I've already told you. I'm here about Morphin. We sent you an owl. Like, let's let's go. Owl? What's an owl? I don't answer owls. He's got owls. no use for him. He's got no use for owls. That is what he says. Just snakes. Um. So, I But I, I did love Ogden's response here because he was like, and you can hardly complain that you get no warning of visitors <laughs> if you don't want to pay attention to the owls that are coming your way. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ogden says that he's here because of a serious breach of wizarding law, which occurred early that morning. Um, and Gaunt just gets annoyed and tells him to just come inside then. And Ogden takes note that it is a pretty small house and it contains three tiny rooms. So the main room is the kitchen and living room and Morphin is in the living room and Merope, whatever, is in the kitchen. Then there's two rooms that lead off of the main room. Um, Morphin is holding a snake in his hands, speaking to it in parcel tongue, doing his little thing that Tiffany said before. Hissy, hissy, little snakey, slither on the floor. You be good to Morphin or he'll nail you to the door. And they say that he's holding an adder, which I didn't know what that was. So I looked it up and it is. Do you know what an adder was? No. It's venomous. I didn't. The house of snake. I didn't know that it was venomous. (laughs) The house of snake. So it's like a viper. (laughs) Um. I don't like that. Mike. It says that they're in the UK. How on earth am I supposed to know what an at? I mean, I knew it was a snake, but I didn't know what it looked like or anything. I know what ator is. It looks like a <sighs> snake. So they are protected in the UK <sighs> under the Wildlife and Countryside Act of 1981. Um, they are the only venomous snake in the UK, but they are plentiful, apparently. Um, it's shy, likes to live Aww. in woodlands, and it's, snake. it's relatively small, but it's kind of stocky. Like the picture of it, like it's short snake, but it's just it's a little round. Two C's, it's a little <laughs> round. Um, and it just likes to hunt lizards, small mammals, ground nesting birds, normal snake snakes, normal snake snacks. Um, snake snack. But it has a very distinct zigzag pattern down its back, and they're like a grayish snake. I like that. It says it could be spotted basking in the sunshine. Yeah. I like this snake, except for the fact, that, for it's the fact that it's venomous. I'm not a fan <laughs> of that. Um, so, yeah, he's just like chilling with a venomous snake in his hands. Uh, there's also a girl there in a ragged gray dress who was in the kitchen. So, Gaunt introduces her as. Mare OP. Mare. I tried to like Mare Bear. phonetically pronounce it for myself and it just does not roll off the tongue. So we know mm. a lot about her actually, seeing as she is Voldemort's mom. Um That's how, that phrase is so weird. Right? Voldemort Voldemort's has mom. mom. Yes. Yeah, he does. I thought he was hatched. 
I guess he would still have a mom, but still. <laughs> so she is a pure blood. Um, she was a direct descendant of Salazar Slytherin, and she is also a parcel mouth. She grew up in Little Hangleton, obviously in this house that we're seeing right now, with Marvolo and Morphin, both of whom were physically and mentally abusive towards her. Um we're going to get into a lot so of this. I know. I truly I do too. It's it's weird to like feel bad Sympathy. for somebody who's related to Voldemort, but well like literally what she did was horrifically wrong. Yeah. You can still feel bad for someone that had a life like that too. Yeah. I mean, you can feel bad for Voldemort. <sighs> mm, do I? When he was a child? <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. But then uh, he got worse. Yeah. <laughs> not he did not get he better. Did not get better. <laughs> he did not get better. Um, I'm not going to go into too much of her story just because, like, we're going to learn more about her as we go through these memories. So I don't want to, like, deep dive too much and take away from, like, future conversations. But basically, we know that she birthed. Voldemort, then known as Tom Morvolo Riddle. Um, and she died at Wool's Orphanage soon after giving birth to him. Um, she gave birth at the orphanage? I don't know if she gave birth at the orphanage or right after birth. She brought him there oh, and then she died. That makes sense. Okay. No, I, I think she gave birth there because they, they were with her. Because they're talking, um, when they talk, hello, when Dumbledore talks to, what's her face? Mrs. Drinking. Yeah, Mrs. Cole. Yeah, Um, she did give birth there. She's, she's telling the story of how, you know, like she's, she came in and, you know, said that she hopes he looks like father, blah, blah, blah. Mrs. Cole's like, yeah, because she was a right sight and blah, 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 blah. Yes. Yikes. Mm-hmm. So it does say here in the wiki, it says generations of inbreeding left the Gaunts violent, mentally unstable, and poverty stricken. Um, she exhibited little magical talent in her early years and as a result was mentally and physically abused by her father who called her a disgusting little squib, among other things. Um, yep. So Ogden says that they have reason to believe that Morphin performed magic in front of a muggle late last night and Mare had dropped a pot and Gaunt yelled at her to pick it up. I didn't know what you were talking about. And I was like, oh, we nicknamed her Mare. We did nickname her Mare. Um, And Marvolo says, that's it. Grub on the floor like some filthy muggle. What's your wand for, you useless sack of muck? Ugh. He's saying this to his daughter. Yeah. I just can't wrap my head around that. Um, So Ogden is just, I mean, he's shocked to be witnessing this at the fact that like, this is how they're treating each other basically. Um, And asks him to stop speaking like that. And Mare, I like, can't call her that either. I'm just going to say Mare, Mare I guess. (laughs) She tried to cast a spell and have the pot come to her. But it flew the other way and hit the opposite wall, cracking in two. Hey. 
She's not a squib. She can do magic. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, know she, that she can. She is probably just repressed. Yeah. From being able she to practice. She reminds me of or, Yeah. Um, so Morphin lets out a cackle of laughter and Marvolo screams, mend it, you pointless lump. And Ogden just goes ahead and repairs it for her because of pity, I imagine. Um, and then Marvolo says, lucky the nice man from the ministries here, isn't it? Perhaps he'll take you off my hands. Perhaps he doesn't mind dirty squibs. So she takes the pot and returns it back to the shelf and just stands still her back against the wall. And Ogden notes that she looks like she really just wants to vanish or disappear. <sighs> so sad. It's really sad. And it just continues to get worse. So Ogden tries to speak again like, hey, I'm here because of and then gets cut off because Marvolo says, yeah, I heard you the first time. And so what? Morphin gave a muggle a bit of what was coming to him. What about it then? And Ogden's like, well, he broke wizarding law. And Gaunt has the audacity to repeat him and imitate him in apparently Ogden's voice, but he makes it very pompous and sing song. And he basically just says he taught a filthy muggle a lesson. So that's supposed to be illegal. And Ogden's like, yes, <laughs> that is very much illegal. And he pulls out a scroll of parchment from his pocket and i think gaunt like taunts him more to like what is that like his charges or whatever and ogden's like no it's his summons he has to go to the ministry for a hearing and gaunt sounds like he can't believe what he's hearing like who does ogden think he is summoning his son anywhere and i brought this up last time but just a re reiteration ogden explains he is the head of the magical law enforcement squad so at this point, is it called a squad? Yeah. <laughs> squad. Squad. Not the squid I really squad. Think this is the, the squirtle squad. Oh my God. That's squirtle the best squad, squad there ever is. Squirtle squad. squad. So at this point, Gaunt starts screaming and he's like, and you think we're scum, do you? Scum who will come running when the ministry tells him to. Do you know who you're talking to? You filthy little mudblood. Do you? So again, Ogden stands his ground. He pulls another sassy moment and says, I was under the impression that I was speaking to Mr. Gaunt. Hmm. I like that even though these people are clearly like dangerous to others and each other, he still is brave enough to stand up for himself. Yeah. So at first, Harry is like the split second thinks that Gaunt makes a rude hand gesture but then he realizes that he's just showing Ogden this, quote, ugly black stoned ring on his middle finger. And he's going, ah, he's like, you see this? You see this? It's been in my family for mm -hmm. centuries. That's how far back my family goes. Pure blood all the way. Um, and then he goes on to say, know how much I've been offered for this with the Peveril coat of arms engraved on the stone? <laughs> yep. Important information. Super, super <laughs> important. You know, oh, Dumbledore could have just explained everything after this, but, you know. Could he have? He could have. Yeah. Could have, should have, <laughs> But why? But why? When you can camp in the woods for months. Right? As Meg's dad calls it, a dick sporting good commercial. Gosh. So Ogden's like... 
Ogden's like, I don't know what that is. I don't care. That's not the point. Your son committed a crime. So Gaunt gives a howl of rage, runs from Merope. I guess that's just how I'm going to say it. Harry thinks in his head that he's going to throttle her because his hand goes for her throat. Um, but he actually drags her back by this gold chain around her neck. And again, he's bellowing and he says, see this? And Merope's spluttering and gasping for breath. And Ogden's like, yeah, I see it. I see it. Like, let her go. And Gaunt yells, Slytherins, Salazar Slytherins, we're his last living descendants. What do you say to that, eh? So this whole time, he just like can't believe that anybody would even approach them about any sort of crime or any wrongdoing or anything because of who they are. And Ogden's just like, dude, your daughter, like you're literally choking her. Thankfully, he releases her and she goes away and is like gulping for air back in her corner. And like I said, Gaunt sounds very triumphant. Like he proved this big point. Like he it can't be disputed. And he says, don't go talking to us as if we're dirt on your shoes. Generations of purebloods, wizards all, more than you can say, I don't doubt. And then he spits on the floor at his feet. Hmm. Nice way to round out that conversation. Mm-hmm. One, wizards all. He keeps talking about how Merope's, Merope's, whatever, Merope. Yeah. Is a squib. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Two, with the way that he treats her and the way that he talks to her, I'm surprised that he lets her wear that. Maybe he thinks it'll help her in some way, like, suddenly become... Power, like, get some power from it or something, or just some inspiration, maybe? Yeah. Just to clarify, this is the locket on her neck. Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Thoughts to think. Yeah. So Morphin laughs at this. Merope's huddled by the window. She's hiding behind her hair. Ogden tries again. He's like, look, our ancestry, mind yours, nothing to do with why I'm here. I'm here because Morphin used a jinx or a hex on a muggle, and it caused them to erupt in painful hives, and that just makes Morphin giggle. Can you picture Morphin giggling? It's terrifying. Yeah. So, the father. I don't know what his name is if I'm being... Marvolo. Just call him Gaunt. That's what I mean in my head. It's Gaunt, Morphin, I don't really and who knows how to say her name. In my head, but... Um, so he tells Mar- Morphin to be quiet in parcel tongue. And then he tells Ogden... That he expects that the muggle's memory to be wiped and he literally doesn't care the slightest about what Morphin did. Like, he sees nothing wrong with it. Um, and Ogden points out that, like, that's not the point. The point is the fact that, like, Morphin attacked him on, and it was, like, unprovoked. And so, like, there's consequences to his actions. So then Gaunt calls him a muggle lover and spits on the floor in front of him. And from the book, it says, This discussion is getting us nowhere. It is clear that you, your son's attitude... That he feels no remorse for his actions. Morphin will attend a hearing on the 14th of September to answer the charges of using magic in front of a muggle and causing harm and distress to the same mug. And he you know, like, doesn't get the full word out because um, he breaks off because they hear noises outside. And so there's like a winding lane that goes to the village and it passes close enough to the house where they can like hear the horses and like the laughter of the people that are riding. It says Gaunt froze listening, his eyes wide. Morphin hissed and turned his face towards the sounds, his expression hungry. Merope raised her head. Her face, Harry saw, was starkly white. 
So the girl outside tells the other person that she is with, his name is Tom, we all know who that is, um, that the house is an eyesore, and she asks him why his father hasn't gotten rid of it yet. Uh, and he's like, they don't own it. They own everything on the other side of the village. And then he tells her that a man named Gaunt owns the house, and he has two children, a son who's quite mad. He says that there are stories about him in the village. And the girl's, like, laughing at this, um, at, like, what he says. And you can hear that they're, like, getting closer. And then Morphin goes to get out of his chair, and he's told to sit down by his father, the girl then who that's outside asks Tom if there's if there indeed is a snake nailed to the door and he says yes and that it's the sun like he doesn't even think oh that's probably oh whatever he's like no that is the sun he's not right in the head and then he tells her not to look and they continue on their way um and then like I googled her because her name is Cecilia and there's not a crazy amount she says on the wiki she was a young, pretty muggle woman who seemed to have been romantically involved with Tom Riddle Sr. prior to his marriage to Morobi Gaunt. Um, says at some point during her youth, she had a relation, romantic relationship with him. Um, and then we, I think we really only see her this time when they're like gossiping. It says they gossiped at the ruined cottage. Um, let's see. It says later on, Ogden ran into them when he's escaping the house. He knocked into Tom and Cecilia's horse, making the couple laugh at him for his bumbling in his silly clothes. Uh, presumably, she lost contact with the Verdal family after Tom married Merope. I forgot um, that he was wearing crazy stuff. I know. Ogden. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I forgot all about that. <laughs> So she seemed to be snobbish and rude more so than Tom Riddle, as she was very impolite and critical when talking about the Gaunt family house. He seemed to have an affectionate relationship with her, calling her darling and comforting her when seeing Morope, or not Morope, Morphin's dead snake nails to the door. Um, and then it says the name Cecilia, this is the etymology, is the Latinate female, feminine form of the Roman family name Cecilia. So I don't know if I'm saying that right which was derived from Latin Cesas, blind, and St. Cecilia was a semi-legendary second or third century martyr who was sentenced to die because she refused to worship the Roman gods. After attempts to suffocate her failed, she was beheaded. She was later regarded as the patron saint of music and musicians. The name may also be close to Cecilia, a, a Greek mythological creature from the uh, or with the upper torso of a human and the bottom torso of an octopus aka oh. ursula <laughs> but i don't know that is ursula <gasps> what a poor unfortunate soul <laughs> and then quoting from the book it says darling whispered morphin in parcel tongue looking at his sister darling he called her so he wouldn't have you anyway don't you listen to say the dad's not pleased that's for next episode but the next episode that's what does gonna go down oh gosh give me some money for questions yeah let's get some questions going all right first question is from kim do you think voldemort was disgusted with morphin and that's why he framed him for the riddle murders or did he just not care about who he framed as long as he got away with the murder I think it was easy to frame him given yeah. the history of the family. Um, I don't think, I think Voldemort only cares about himself. So he doesn't give a 
100% correct. Beep about anybody I else. Agree. But his family. But do we think he's embarrassed by them? Maybe. I think that's a possibility. Yeah, I think I it's think a it's a possibility as well because he's the type of person that like puts on airs that he's something that he's not. Yeah. I mean, he obviously tells everybody that, you know, well, he talk Does he actually say I'm pure blood or do he just talk No, down he just about- kind of yeah skirts so around the issue with yeah the way that he speaks so um i think that maybe he would be embarrassed by maybe the way in which they're living but not for their heritage yeah per se. yeah i agree but yeah no he doesn't he doesn't care about anybody i think that it was just an easy way out for him to pin it on morphin and he probably knew figured out the history of all of that. Yeah. Um, Gina asks, do you think that Marvolo Gaunt would have treated Merope better if she had been a son instead of a daughter? Nope. Because look at his son. Yeah, I think that he was just cruel. Yeah. I think that maybe she got a little more because she, I mean, she and her brother are different people. And so maybe the way that he treated her affected her magic in a way that it didn't affect anything to do that maybe Morphin did. Um, And maybe that's why it seems to us that he's like harder on her because she is affected more, you know, and turns kind of inward. Yeah. I wonder, too, if inbreeding has anything to do with her lack of magical skill. It could. I'm I'm excited to explore that topic a little bit more and get some like real time life stuff going on, um, and see how it can relate to the Wizarding World. Maybe I can find out um, anything that the author has notes on, or maybe did interviews on about about this. Um, next question is from Katie. Since witches or wizards' names are down at birth at Hogwarts, they would have potentially oh. got Hogwarts letters. Do you think the kids yeah. knew about the letters, or did Marvolo hide them from the kids? Why would he? I don't think he would have hid them. I, I think he's like, we're not going because we're too good for them kind of thing. So, Yeah, probably. I could see that's, that. That's just so wild. Or, like, I could even see him being like, you got this letter, but you're not good enough to go, at least to Merope. Yeah, I was going to say that yeah. he might have hidden it from her just to, like, instill in the fact that she's a squib. Well, he the, also if she admitted gotten... that he doesn't open owls anyways, so or, like, letters from <laughs> True. people. True. Yeah. It's just, it's it's interesting because, obviously, Slytherin being a founder of Hogwarts, you'd think he'd be, like, all gung-ho for, for his kids to go. But... Yeah, but Slytherin was also the one that didn't want to, like, have anybody but Purebloods there, so he's probably so maybe thinking. is that what he? Yeah, maybe didn't want his um kids mixing with Muggle filth, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Lily asks, "Do you think there's any type of wizarding child protective services? Should there be? I think obviously there yes, there should, should there, be. There should be. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I don't know." They seem to lack about Harry Potter. They seem to lack like social programs in the wizarding world. Yeah. So I'm guessing that there isn't, but there definitely should be. Yeah. 
much like the things we say about the wizarding world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is where we're at. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. That was kind of short, so I don't think anybody got bingo either. I did not probably. see a bingo. Hmm. But. Do we have any questions? But Hufflepuff won the house cup. What? Oh, well, congratulations. I totally <laughs> didn't think we were going to today. A hundred points. Oh, I'm proud of us, Puffs. Congratulations. Good for you. I'm not at all jealous. <laughs> Sweet. So no bingos. No bingos. Fan story? Fan story. All right, this week's fan story, and I hope I say your name right, is from... I'm sorry. It's because you're eating almost week-old popcorn. <laughs> Are you okay? It was the Coke that I drank. It went down the wrong pipe. You're supposed to drink Coke, not breathe it. You okay? Oh my gosh. All right. This week's fan story comes from Izzy Vandermolen. That I is love an that. Awesome last name. I love that. And this comes from February of 2020. Izzy says, Hi, ladies, specifically Katie, I suppose, because you'll probably read this first. Hi, it's me. My name is Izzy, and I wanted to tell you my Potter story. I'm not sure if you're still taking Potter stories to be read on the podcast because I'm sure you get a ton of these, and there's only so many opportunities to read them. But either way, I wanted to send you mine. It's not a very interesting one, and you've probably heard this a million times already, but here it goes. Izzy, I'm about to be blown away. Let's do this. First off, you should know a little about me, a.k.a. my Potter profile. I'm in Slytherin House, and my Woo-hoo! Patronus is a wild boar. I just saw a wild boar the other day. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> it was really strange. It makes me think of, um, oh, shoot. Rocco's Modern Life. I'm a wild pig. Oh my gosh. gosh. No, but I did watch that show. I I have it all on DVD. I didn't watch that one very often. This pig we saw was as large as a cow. I'm not kidding. No. Well, that's a little exaggerated. It was huge. But it definitely came. It was a dinosaur. (laughs) It was. It definitely came up to like my hips though, which is pretty big for a pig. I've never like, seen a pig like that in my life. Very I've weird. I've seen a lot of pigs. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Izzy, I apologize. Um, my Most people are surprised when I tell them I'm Slytherin because I come across super laid back and friendly with a big heart, like a Hufflepuff, or book smart and incredibly nerdy like a Ravenclaw. But above all, I am mostly cunning, highly motivated, and have a dark side not many people see. That's not to say that all Slytherins are dark, obviously, but hey, I'm definitely more of a pessimist. Another plus is my birthday is in May, so I was born into into Sporting Emerald. I would say my secondary house is Ravenclaw because I love to learn new things and I'm on my way to medical school in just a few short months. Nice. They say awesome. a wild boar Patronus is for people who are mainly independent and introverted, preferring to be alone rather than with a pack, which fits me to a T. They symbolize strength, power, athleticism, and defense, which probably sound which sounds pretty good to me. My wand is a willow wood with a unicorn hair core, ten and three quarter inches, and slightly yielding flexibility. It's pretty close to Lily's, but hers is ten and a quarter in length and swishy flexibility, but still super cool. 
But anyway, I really don't remember much about reading Harry Potter as a child for the first time. What I remember most, however, is always getting the books after both my sister and cousin read them. My sister, who is four years older than me, would go to the midnight book releases with my cousin and read the books right away as soon as they came out. Since I was younger and always got my sister's hand-me-downs, I had to wait for them to finish the books first before I could get my hands on them. Growing up, I loved Harry Potter, but I wouldn't say I was obsessed necessarily, although that came a little later on. I went to the midnight movie premiere of Half-Blood Prince and both Deathly Hollows with my sister, and I wept like a baby when we saw the last one because I felt like it was all over. Boy, was I wrong. Like many other people, I went through a really tough time in high school, struggling with anxiety and depression. I had a hard time forcing myself to do much of anything except read. I read everything I could get my hands on, but nothing was really helping me. So, of course, I decided to come back to Harry Potter like I've done many times throughout my life. These books were and continue to be such a comforting presence in my life. Hogwarts was there to welcome me home when I didn't think I could make it through another day. Through everything going on in my life at the time and the tempting voice in my head telling me not to stay in this world, I found a community that welcomed me with open arms and hasn't let me go. Through your podcast, I have refound my obsession in Harry Potter and I cannot thank you for enough. Right now, I'm working in a factory to save up enough money for medical school so I can have your podcast playing for eight hours a day while I catch up on episodes. (laughs) Oh boy. That's a full time job <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> Literally. I'm only nine chapters in on Hot Cup of Fire, episode eighty one currently, but I will s I will be caught up soon, I'm sure. You ladies make me laugh out loud every day and I just love it. I just got two Swish Swag shirts I bought off your website and I'm so excited to start repping them everywhere I go. My niece is two right now, but on her eleventh birthday, my sister and I are going to give her, her Hogwarts letter and take her to Universal to be sorted and get her one. I'm sure she'll be in Slytherin like her auntie. I look to raising my own Potterheads someday when I have kids. Please enjoy the picture of my niece in her Hogwarts outfit. They only had Gryffindor colors in her size. And with her stuffed fox, her mom got her when she went to Universal last year. Again, I love you guys and thank you for all you do. Those pictures are adorable. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my God. And now this child's probably grown. So stinking cute. What year is this? This is 2020, so, I mean, not oh, too okay. much grown, but, I mean, kids, like, change per hour, for God's sake. Yeah, no, I agree. True. But, Izzy, thank you so much for your story. Yeah, honestly, thank you. Good luck. Hopefully, you're in medical school and it's not. Yeah. Super, super crazy. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. And also, your story was plenty interesting, and I'm glad you sent it in. Yes, I agree with that. Same. You know what I did not do? Pick a joke. Look up a joke. Oh my god. Wait, wait, wait. Here's a Christmas <gasps> joke I've apparently tabbed for myself. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Oh, yeah, it has to do with my favorite character. What's Professor Lupin's favorite Christmas song? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I I was literally singing Howl at the Moon and I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Close enough. Hallelujah. <laughs> not god bless you mary hippogriff it should be what was that song i wrote remember when katie thought it was real <laughs> yes <laughs> wait i just found another good joke what's nearly headless nick's favorite drink evaporated milk <laughs> okay that's Where a stretch <laughs> Whatever, I told you guys you start dumb, okay? (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. All right. Make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Instagram at the Petrus family. Tiffany's on Instagram at tiffswish underscore flick. And Sarah's on Instagram at omalley with three H's. Tiff, what you up to? I actually have done something. We went to Florida. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> We're actually going to um, record a Felix Files about our trip. So look forward to that, patrons. And I actually was like, okay, on the flights. I wasn't as nervous as I usually am. Why don't you tell them why? Because Bridget, my other sister-in-law, went with us. In the first flight, she rubbed my back a lot. And it was great. <laughs> and it calmed me down. And she, did, she didn't do as much on the second one. But she still did it a little bit. But honestly, like, I don't know. It was they the were, flights were also very smooth. They were very smooth. And the thing that gets me is like any kind of turbulence, my brain just goes <laughs> and I think about all scenarios and stuff. But Sasa holds my hand on takeoff, which is like my least favorite part. Yeah, she hates holding my hand, but I force her. <laughs> I love how I just sit there. This is how much Sarah and I have flown together. She just knows me. Like, we're sitting there, and we start to go, and literally all I have to do is just, like, I open my hand, and she's like, there. Yeah, usually I'm staring out the window, and already either I'm listening to my music. <laughs> I usually listen to music when we're, like, taking off. I just wait until, like, I'm actually, like, if and I want to watch anything. Yeah. So I'm either listening to music and reading a book. Not looking at Tiffany, but like I can feel her hand move, so I just take it. <laughs> I actually enjoy takeoff. I don't like landing. I love landing because it means it's over. And M Marty says the same thing <laughs> as you, Megan. And he's like, but you're going down. And I'm like, yeah, because it's over. <laughs> I just feel like the plane has more control in takeoff than landing. <laughs> so that's why I prefer <laughs> Is takeoff it funny versus our brain landing. I, would, I, yeah. would prefer, I prefer landing. I prefer And landing. I don't listen to them. I, the second we touch down, I, my seatbelt is off. And my phone is on. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I did watch some things. Like, I downloaded some Disney documentary things. And um, I downloaded the Santa Claus. So I, like, kept myself distracted. I didn't read at all. I'm not into reading right now. It's just not in the cards for me at the moment. Um, oh. You should read what I just read. I'm pregnant. <laughs> what? That Say is what? brand new information. I don't think, yeah, we said so we announced that on uh, social media while we were in Florida. Um, yeah, we're welcoming another Supreme Leader, CBD. Um, we will not be finding out what we are having. Hopefully human. Fingers crossed, no aliens. Well. You never know. It's going to be a gamble. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> You've noticed my absence on uh, Instagram stories and not seeing my workouts, which I usually posted. I'm sure some people um, put things together and maybe just didn't say anything, which I thank you because you shouldn't say those types of things to uh, people. Um, but uh, like that's I've been sick, like sick for six weeks. And I didn't start feeling better until like... God, was it only six weeks? I just felt like you didn't feel good for like a long time. 
here's the thing about tiffany Only if she's not six it just felt way longer than that but also like i i guess I guess it's only been that. I don't know. I went and visited my family, and I came home, and my weeks changed on Wednesdays. And literally, when I came home from seeing my family six, seven weeks ago, I started feeling sick. It was, like, on the money. Because usually six weeks is when people start feeling, um, you know, nausea and the food aversions and all of that. And it was rough. It was really, really rough. Missed some work. I think my kids were so confused, my kids being my students. But when I finally got to tell them, it was so sweet, and they're so excited. And the parents of my students are really excited. Um, it's just cool not to hold that secret in anymore. <laughs> just hoping that everything goes well. Um, and having experienced loss before, I'm more open to sharing my experience because I found out that when I heard uh, about other women's experiences, um, it made me feel a lot better and it didn't make me feel so alone. So I'm not going to share every aspect of my journey with you, but I'll share what I'm comfortable sharing. And yeah, 13 weeks were the size of a jalapeno pepper or a macaron <laughs> which i don't know how they do these sizes because mm. those seem like very different to me but anyway it's supposed to be 2.5 to 3 inches long <laughs> a wee babe exciting it is exciting it is exciting and alana's gonna be the best basis she's gonna she's gonna be so funny because it's like i get you like i can already picture her being like it's her baby oh yeah like let me do it. it's like ah, well like you can help but like it's her baby she's um she's so sweet mm-hmm. i told so brie is asking i she knows she knows that i mean i'm already showing one i'm really short so it's gonna my my belly's gonna pop but i the morning i found out i oh i guess i'll tell you how i told marty um Went upstairs, took a test. It was positive. I had already had a feeling anyway. And I wrote a letter that said, like, dear daddy, I'm going to be a big sister. Love, Lana. And then I literally got back into bed with Marty and I'm like laying there awake. (laughs) And I'm just laying there awake and like waiting. Like, when's Lana going to wake up? When's Lana going to wake up? And so she finally woke up. And I went in there and I snatched her up right away and I gave her this letter and I had her, we had to like get Marty up a little bit because he was still sleepy, but I had her give that to him and he read it and he was like, oh my gosh, really? And then he started crying and I started crying and then Alana like didn't know what was going on. (laughs) And so I told her because she had been asking, she wanted a baby and so automatically she said that it was a sister and her name was going to be Rainbow. <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> we don't know on the sister part and no on the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she's gotten past that. But she knows and she she um, she's talked to the baby and she kisses the baby and all of that. So it's really cute. I'm excited. It's a good thing. 
big, big blessing. Yeah. And I'm praying that this completes our family. More dogs to come. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count in the completing the family part. We're like, you always have more dogs. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I get it. They're just so cute. Well, I think. And they don't talk back like kids do, you know? What did she call you today? I don't know. She like made up a word. Because I leaned over and I was like, Alana, are you going to kiss my forehead and call me pretty? And so she, do- she did. And then Sarah was like, how about me? And she. She I think I said, no, something. what I said was, who's going to kiss my forehead and tell me I'm pretty? And she, I thought she was going to say no one. And she just goes, nope. <laughs> and she said something to me. She was like, you're something, something, something. Yeah, she like ma- she she rhymes and makes up yeah. words. Though. The other day she gave me a worm and told me I was like gross or something or like funky or something. It was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. All right, I'm done. I had a lot to share. It's your turn, Megan. Um, I actually today finished the book In Holidays by Christina Lauren. Um, really enjoyed it. It was not what I was expecting it to be, which I mean that in a positive way. It was just like a nice change up, but it was a holiday-ish book. Um romance novel that's like pretty much all Christina Lauren writes but I always love everything that they write um and this one didn't disappoint and I started window shopping by Tessa Bailey I actually started window shopping when we were at Universal um I window shopped there too yeah me too (laughs) and I actually shopped I did both um (laughs) But I picked that up again today whenever I finished in the holidays, and I am enjoying it. And I signed up for a 5K in April. Ooh. April? It's actually, I think it's on March 31st. It is March 31st. Yeah. So I'm excited. It's, um, so Disney has Marathon Weekends. Katie will tell you more about it. I'm not going to steal her thunder. But I just signed up for the 5K, and it is called the Mount Everest scavenger hunt 5k um at night and it's at night yeah which is exciting it starts at like 10 o'clock at night or something like that and you do a 5k and while you're on the 5k you go on a scavenger hunt through animal kingdom so that's exciting it's the perfect race for you it is I love animal kingdom Mm -hmm. I love Everest I love scavenger hunts sounds great to me but I feel like I don't really have anything else um, to report. You have something else to report. We dec- went to Disney, too. <laughs> we decorated. Yeah, we went to Florida. These we ladies. Did. We went to Florida. We drove down <laughs> I-4. Went to Florida. I met Disney. them at the hotel. <laughs> uh, what did we decorate? Oh, we, we decorated, decorated cookies. cookies for the first time. Like, with Royal... Well, it's not the first time we've ever decorated with Royal Icing, but it was the first time we've done Christmas cookies yeah. with Royal Icing. Which was fun. Yeah. It was fun. That's something I've always like. Those are like videos online that I just get entranced by and I can't look away. And I just have to watch them. And she I'm always like, says, I want to learn how to decorate cookies to like that. Um, I think I could do it if I practiced a lot. But it's definitely harder than it looks. I mean, not that I thought it was going to be easy. But it was fun. Yeah. Um, What else? I actually really want to go eat one. I know. I will eat one after after this. Uh, I finally started playing Pokemon, 
that's super exciting. And then Maggie gave me my Christmas present early. So I am running a ton of races in the spring because I signed up for the springtime surprise at Disney. So it's a, the 5K with Meg. So we'll be doing that together. She's doing the challenge. Yeah. It's 5K with Meg, the 10K, and then a 10 miler. So it's going to be like a little over 19 miles over the whole weekend. And she'll get four medals. Four medals. Four. Ow. Sorry, Ted. Four t-shirts. Woo. Stoked. That's a lot. I just scared the heck out of my cat. But I'm super excited. <laughs> but excited for we you. are, um, you'll be able to like track her all weekend. So like as it gets closer, I'll post her bib information and whatnot so that. People can track her. And if anybody who is listening is going to be down here for those races, like send us a DM and we can like join forces and be a cheering squad for Katie. Oh, <laughs> you do sweet. have to get up really early, though. <laughs> the races start at like 430 in the morning. Like two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But genuinely, if anybody wants to come cheer Katie along, come hang out with me. Send us a message. Yeah, poor Meg. She's the real MVP. FaceTime you Meg's, when she's done. She's the real MVP <laughs> just sitting there waiting for me to cross the finish line for 10 seconds. The weather should be better <laughs> in April Yeah, for sure. than it was yeah, in November. Had, yeah, you just had some crummy weather. Bring a book. Yeah. What? <laughs> I know I it's a lot of waiting. a huge spoiler. <laughs> Do you hate yourself? show i don't really care about so i don't know wow what show i can't tell you because you like well you you watch it i watch it yeah oh is it this sex in the city yeah don't tell me i won't say anything but (gasps) sarah you butthead i can't help my reaction to reading life liberty and the you wheezed it's something big (laughs) (laughs) you're a butt all right sorry katie i'm done you You can continue i'm done (laughs) sorry katie um i don't know i also was in florida what have i done read dumb books that i didn't care for but i also (laughs) he's not gonna share them no they they are very much not appropriate for children (laughs) uh what else did i read what did i read what did I read? Nothing nice. No, well, the one I like the one that I read in Florida, um, the um, Saint uh, Clair Scarlet, Scarlet Saint Clair. She's the one that does a touch of darkness, which is a Hades Persephone book, which is again very adult. Um, but she just came out with a new book. It just came out, King of Battle and Blood. Which I really, really enjoyed. Um, fun story. So it came out on the 30th of November and I had pre-ordered on, I think, Barnes & Noble because they, a couple months ago, were doing... Oh, maybe I didn't even buy it with them. But they a couple months ago, they were doing, like, 20% off of pre-orders. So I bought, like, a bunch of pre-orders. Um, but I don't think that was part of it. But over Black Friday weekend, <laughs> I bought, like, a million and one books. And so my shipment was delayed and my plan was to like bring the book with me and read it like on the airplane and like in Florida or whatever. Um, And really only brought and it didn't arrive on the first when it was supposed to. I think it arrived on the seventh, maybe 
Um, and <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'll just buy the ebook version of it. You know, more money goes to the author or whatever. I don't care that I'll have two copies of it because let's be honest, I have two copies slash three of a lot of books. But so I go on <laughs> to buy it off of Amazon. And I was like, why does it look weird? Because I was like on Amazon on like the um, like Safari on my phone because you can buy ebooks on the Amazon app. What well, turned out that I had bought it on the 29th. I don't remember doing that. So I don't know what I was doing when I was like, let me pre-order this book. Like, oh my God. hilarious. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> now we don't have to feel guilty because I already did. Past Sasa bought this book, but it was very good. Um, and I enjoyed it. And I'm excited for more. But I think she already has like her. Um, I think I have to wait like a full year. I think the second book comes out next November. But even like her, the Touch of Darkness series, the next one in that doesn't come out till like 2023, which is like annoying, but also like, I want you to take your time and write your book. Like, <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm like mad that I started it. I'm not mad at you. No. But I, I like both of those book series so far. So other Good. than that, I got nothing. I'm working, trying to read, trying to just live life. Trying to think of what color bookshelf I want when I finally have some this has space. Been a, de- a debate. I think I'm going to go with dark because I think, depending on how dark the paint is, I just want I'm going to have a darker than I was thinking. Maybe I'll even paint a wall black, but I'm like that might be too much. But I'm not going with white bookshelves. I know that. Okay. Things that truly Solid don't matter. Choice. Solid choice. <sighs> yeah, I built a book tree. I don't know if I talked about that in the last episode. I didn't because it wasn't built yet. That's what I did instead of packing was build a book tree. And I'm excited for next year so I can build one even bigger. But I got these really cool from Nerdy Inc. I got dust jackets for thrown out glass, um, which when I bought the dust jackets, <laughs> I didn't have any of those books in hardback, like hardcover books. So I had to buy that set. Um, and now I can't put them on yet because they're part of the book tree. So I have to wait till after Christmas to take them out and put these covers on them. The life of a Sasa. Yeah. It looks really cute. It does look cute. And genuinely did that instead of packing when I should have been packing. But like I packed everything I needed. You and then fine. I left my pillowcase in the hotel and that was a whole debacle. Oh my gosh. The line <laughs> at that resort. Yeah. I'm glad that I didn't have to wait in it. Yeah. Well, we we'll, missed a we'll flight. You'd have to it. buy a new pillowcase or have them send it to you. <laughs> yeah, I would have just had them send it. To you. <sighs> Craziness. It sounds crazy over a pillowcase, but it was a very nice pillowcase that was not inexpensive. So, and then my friend told me I need to get a bonnet instead of bringing a pillowcase. But yeah, and as usual, if you have any book recommendations, you can always send them my way. I'll eventually get to them. <gasps> my TBRs getting longer by the day because i keep buying more books i can't even imagine what the number is i could tell you how many books are on my goodreads to like want to read section does it just have it there 33 but that's not that's not including all of the books that i own that i haven't read yet so my tbr is ridiculous on goodreads i know now i'm curious how many are on here I have over a hundred on my TBR. Oh my god! I have two. I have two hundred and three on my TBR. I don't like go through and like add all the books. Like I just every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I want to read you. Especially like 
what I'm really bad about doing is like updating like when I'm reading a book because I will do it like 20 minutes before I finished it where I'm like, oh, no, I'm reading it. And then I, once I finish it, sometimes I do it when I finish the book where I'm like, I'm reading it. I finished it. <laughs> Should I use Goodreads? I think I, have I only one. do it so I can have like a, a count of like all of the books that I have read because sometimes yeah. like older books I didn't remember. Yeah. Um, and then I like the challenge thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do, obviously, like this, you start a new challenge with um, the new year. So I'm going to do 50 books next year. 50. Yeah. Okay. The one, the blonde bibliophile, I think she said her goal next year is 250 books. I was like, whoo. But is she it? reads a lot. What like, is it this year? Huh? She, do you know what her is? I think over, year? I think over 150. I don't know if it's over 200, but I think the year before her goal was 150. And she, I believe I remember her saying she passed that. She, so I want to get to 100 this year, but I also don't want to put pressure on myself. And really, I've probably have read, including like books I haven't put on my Goodreads and books I've reread this year. I'm probably at like 95. Yeah. Yeah. So. I would count those. Sure. They're just not counted on my Goodreads. Hmm. Goodreads doesn't make all the rules. And again, <laughs> if I don't get a hundred, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to like be sad about it. Right. So. Cause literally this is the most I've ever read. So. Read, read some short ones. <laughs> I actually just downloaded one today. That's like 150 pages. There you go. It's like a saucy little, uh, Christmas story of like two best friends. Love it. Books. Books, books. You'd think we have podcasts about books. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we do (laughs) don't forget to listen to a court of swish and flick and we also have some merch on our website yep that you can check out those episodes come out my second and fourth mondays of every month and i made some new docs today so we're gonna get in i'm excited i got excited when i saw lucian yeah i'm i'm excited it's gonna start to finally like pick up like we had a long build and here we are what is it chapter six and seven so I'm ready. I'm ready to start talking more. Getting getting closer to the people we actually care about. Which I care about Lucian. I really, really like Yeah, him. I like Lucian. Uh, Tamlin, not so much. Oh, Tamlin. <sighs> Man needs some therapy. Really, they all do. I Every mean, single one of them needs to go to therapy. Yes. Well, this is for mares and bears. <laughs> Tell us how you would say merope, 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 or mare bear. Let us know. Put it on the Facebook group. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Jump in my voice! Buddy <laughs> just wants all my love and affection right now, and he's so mad that I'm looking at my computer. Well, buddy, we actually finished in time to see. <gasps> it's over. I don't know if anybody needs to know this, but they released Chippendale Noemos. Oh and I'm very excited about it. Look at them. They're pretty cute. Are we ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm super ready. <laughs> Are we recording again? Yeah. Okay. Hissy, hissy, little snakey. Where's it on the floor? You need go to Morpin or the mail you to the door. Hey, Shasta. <laughs> <laughs> Good job.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.